Welcome to Red Maryland Radio, the Red Maryland Network's flagship show. Here are your hosts, Brian Griffiths and Greg Klein. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The Hello and welcome to a special installment of Red Maryland Radio here on the Red Maryland Network, live from the um, Jim Plunkett Studios on the bucolic western shore of Maryland in the heart of the downtown business district in Severna Park, Maryland. I am your host, Greg Klein. You are listening to the Red Maryland Network, a special Friday edition of Red Maryland Radio. We've got a lot to get through tonight. By the way, if you're listening to this on podcast, everything will seem normal. Okay, but instead of do, using the Facebook Live tonight, we'll have a link to, link to this at Facebook. We're doing a special video presentation that we'll post, hopefully, if everything goes well. And you know how we feel about that. Uh, it will go to our our YouTube page. So check that out as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, check out the special presentation. Make a little more multimedia. It's not just a video of me talking to a microphone. As great as that obviously is, uh, we've got some more multimedia to to get to here. So hopefully you enjoy it. Love to get your feedback. Uh, as you're listening to this, as you're watching this, redmaryland at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash redmaryland. And we're on Twitter, at Red Maryland. Okay, let's talk about what we're going to get through tonight on this special edition. Okay, uh, first off, we've got the Gonzalez poll that came out this week. You probably heard a lot of the big numbers that came out. We're going to break it down, go through in some detail what happened here. Take some time because there's really interesting stuff deep in this poll. Not just that the governor has a big lead. That's one thing. But some of the details about the kinds of lead he has, some of the demographic information, what it says about what the Democrats are trying to do and why that's not working, we're going to be talking about that. Then we're going to take a break. We'll come back. And by the way, Ben Jealous has been running a disastrous campaign. I don't know when he's going to turn it around. Uh, but he not only is he getting criticized from Hogan and the Republican Governors Association and folks like us at Red Maryland, you'd expect that. But he's getting bombarded with criticism from folks from his own side, presumably, people who should be fairly friendly to him. I'll share a couple examples of what I'm talking about. You may have heard of these, but you may not have gotten some background and detail on this. Our friends over at the Seventh State have a, a piece that is just absolutely scathing. I'll go through it in detail. These are left-wing bloggers. These are established left-wing bloggers. We've gone toe-to-toe with these guys over the years. We have kind of a you know mutual respect uh, for each. You know, each of us are on each side of the of the, uh, the, the the fracas here in Maryland. And uh, when these guys turn on you and you're the Democratic nominee, you're in trouble. And then you've got the the, the vile Barry Raskovar who turned on uh, Ben Jealous in a big way. Now, as I'll point out when we get to this one, uh, he's been writing some things very critical of, it, of uh, Ben Jealous for a long, long time. Barry Raskovar, along with the Washington Post, has never liked Ben Jealous. And uh, it's interesting that he's gone full bore uh, attacking Ben Jealous, uh, which is which is really interesting. So here you have two noted left wing bloggers here in Maryland um, that have just just are trying to cut uh, Jealous out of the knees and have basically given up on him. So we'll talk all about that tonight. Plus, and, and not to mention folks in his own party criticizing him for tweets that we talked about earlier in the week. More fallout from 
Senator Bobby Zirkin about this this state Supreme Court nonsense tweet that he put out. I mean, when you're losing um, when you're losing members of the state Senate who are Democrats who are leading Democrats, okay, uh, you're not doing well. And Ben Jealous is really struggling. So all that tonight here on a special edition of red maryland radio again love to get your feedback red maryland at gmail.com love to get your thoughts if you're not watching this on the video feed on our youtube page please do uh check it out want to get that also a reminder and i'll put the video back up here our leadership conference coming up uh red maryland conference.com is where you want to go to buy tickets january 29th 2019 january 26th 2009. This is why I have this here. If you're not watching the video, you can't see how ridiculous it is. I gave you the wrong date, but I'm literally pointing right at it. You want to get your tickets now. Early early bird, not the earliest bird. You've missed that, but still early bird pricing still available. People still buying tickets. Plenty of good tickets available. You want to go to redmarylandconference.com. Check those out. We've got a lot of great speakers lined up, a lot more in the hopper. So you want to check that out as well. All right, let's get into it now. I'll take my face off of this, and let's get into this Gonzalez poll that we've got that came out uh, on my birthday earlier this week. We knew it was going to come out after we did Monday's Red Maryland radio show. We knew it was going to be good for the governor. Boy, howdy, was it good. Now we know why Ben Jealous wanted to uh, put out the information's internal poll that only had him nine points behind because he's a lot further behind than this. So let's scroll down here. We've got all the details here, and there's a link at redmaryland.com. You can go check it out. Some background, uh, if you go through the full details about uh, who Gonzalez is and and all that kind of stuff. By the way, the one thing you need to know about uh, the Gonzalez group is that they got it correct in 2014 in Maryland. Okay, Uh, Of all the public polling, they're the ones who got it correct. The polls that had Hogan losing by nine points, that wasn't these guys. Okay. Now, the Jealous campaign and others have come out and attacked and said they're, you know, they're a Republican group and they're this and they're that. Um, when it comes to polling, what's critical to remember is not who's Republican, who's Democrat, but who gets it right when it counts. When it counts on election day. That's true nationally, that's true here in the state of Maryland. There are very few public polling groups and uh, these guys got it right. So, uh, they have a track record that's worth looking at here a little bit. Um, so here we go. They start out with Donald Trump. Now, the reason, uh, I mean, one of the reasons that it's important to understand the Trump approval, disapproval numbers is because what Governor Hogan is doing is really defying gravity politically here in Maryland in a lot of ways. And I think, I know there are a lot of people who listen to the show, who listen to Red Maryland, who are Trump supporters. And who are ardent Trump supporters. Obviously, we all support the president. Um, But I assume Brian would say that as well. He's not here, so I won't put those words in his mouth. I certainly support the president want him to be successful. Um, But a lot of hardcore Trump supporters. And it's important to understand that Donald Trump is not very important. He's important, but he's not very popular here in Maryland. So th- this gives you some baseline. This gives you some baseline where Maryland, the Maryland electorate that's being polled in this sample really is. Okay, so there's a 59% of, of the voters in this poll who uh, say they disapprove the job that the president's doing. 36% approve. That's lower than the national 
Uh, that's, you know, maybe a little bit higher than the actual vote total we got on Election Day. It's not good, okay? If the governor had these numbers, if Governor Hogan had this kind of approval number, he'd be the one being blown out by 20 points or more. Trust me. So this is important. So when some of you Hogan, some of you criticize Governor Hogan because he doesn't do enough to be like Trump or support Trump, keep this number in mind. Okay, this is this is really important. Okay, Larry Hogan on the other stand, on the other hand, let's let's look at job approval. This is something the governor always talks about. One of the main things with his campaign is, I have very high approval and people like the job we're doing. So why don't you just let me do it for another four years? Now, that's an appeal to. Independent voters is an appeal to uh, Democratic voters. It's it's a, you know, he's the incumbent. The idea is if you're going to be a challenger to an incumbent, the incumbent's got to be doing a bad job at some level, okay? Now, in Maryland, you've got a governor of the minority party, essentially, so everything's kind of weird in that way. But if, if, uh, so this is, this is an important point for the governor to keep making, Okay, so here's his approval numbers. Um, 60, 61% of Democrats approve of the job that the governor's doing, either either um, very favorable or somewhat favorable of the job that he's doing. 61% of Democrats. Now think about that. The Democrats are saying there's going to be this blue wave that's going to drive the governor out. When they really know what the governor's doing, they're not going to like it. Well, 61% of Democrats like the job the governor's doing. 90% of Republicans, this is important too, because we'll, we'll see the vote numbers later on. For those of you who think the governor's base is weak and it's undermined, 90% approval rating, okay? That's extremely high, and he gets a higher percentage of the vote from that. Republicans support the governor, by and large. The people who are hemming and hawing and sniping on, you know, apparently the, every, every part of this 10% must be on Facebook. And really, when you look at the number broken down, it's only about 6% that have a disapproval of the governor. There's a neutral group as well. So it's a very, very small percentage of people who are Republicans who don't support the governor. The governor's base is united and it is strong. Republicans overwhelmingly support Governor Hogan. Okay. Now, 70% unaffiliated. This is huge. Unaffiliated voters are the fastest growing part of the electorate in Maryland, other places too, but in Maryland, this is important. 74% unaffiliated. And this will translate when we look at the voting uh, later on. These folks are persuadables. These are people who aren't locked in any sort of party ideology. These are people the governor can get by and large and help pad his base of Republican support, overwhelming Republican support along with significant takeaway from the Democrats, that's his recipe for victory as we go through here, as we go through the numbers. Now you get um, Jealous's name ID, favorable, unfavorable, don't recognize. A lot of unaffiliated voters don't recognize Ben Jealous's name. Now one of the things the Jealous campaign will tell you is that people don't know who Ben Jealous is. When they do, they'll like him. Um <laughs> The problem is the governor has been defining Ben Jealous negatively. And so you see these unfavorable numbers that are extremely high for Republicans, as you would expect, and surprisingly high for unaffiliated. He's got a net favorability rating with um, independent voters, unaffiliated voters, even though a quarter of them don't know who he is. This number right here is where the governor and the RGA's attacks on um, Ben Jealous show very effectively. Okay, 
Now, what's interesting here, too, is favorability, even among Democrats, where he has a much higher name recognition, only 46%. Okay? Keep in mind, Governor Hogan, as we just saw, has a 61% approval rating amongst Democrats. That's higher than his Democratic opponent. Something to keep in mind. Uh, they have it broken down by race. Obviously, the Democratic candidate, Ben Jealous, who's African-American himself, former head of the NAACP, does better with African-Americans, but not so dramatically. Not so dramatically. We'll, we'll come back to that as well. Okay, so we keep going here. Here's a breakdown uh, by county that in the head-to-head matchups, and some of the key matchups here are highlighted. Baltimore County, this is huge. This is huge. This is a huge swing district. This is also where we have a big uh, Baltimore County executive race that's going on. This is where the Governor Hogan just picked up the big uh, endorsement from um, uh, state senator, uh, Democratic state senator up there. And 63% of Baltimore County voters in this poll are voting for Governor Hogan. That's huge. That's huge. If Governor Hogan ends up anywhere near that on Election Day, he'll crush. That's even better than in Anne Arundel County, where he's expected to do extremely well, and he's crushing Ben Jealous here, 61%. Um, let's keep going. Baltimore City, Ben Jealous, 44, Hogan, 38. You want to know why Ben Jealous is out talking about lead paint abatement in Baltimore City? Because his base of support in Baltimore City is not that great. He's, get, he's not getting 50% of the voters in Baltimore City, which is something on the order of 9 to 1 Democrat to Republican. The governor might get 38% of the vote in Baltimore City for a Republican. That's completely unprecedented. That's pretty amazing. And that's why he's trying to shore up his base. And if Ben Jealous has to shore up his base in Baltimore City when he's getting the doors blown off in, in important swing counties, he's in a lot of trouble. So let's talk about Montgomery County, D.C. DC suburbs, where you would expect jealous. This is where he really needs to rack them up because uh, Charles County, too, is, is a growing Democratic um, uh, jurisdiction. Prince George's County, 46 to 33 uh, percent. Surprisingly close. Again, under 50 percent. This should be one of the big three. He's doing very well in Montgomery County. This is not insignificant. The governor spent a lot of time in Montgomery County. We've got a lot of Republicans in Montgomery County are hoping to get a boost uh, from Governor Hogan. This is where some of the most intense left-wing campaigning has been going on. This should be a little bit of a concern that it's this high. And the folks in Montgomery County, I know there are a lot of good Montgomery County folks who listen here to Red Maryland, you all got your work cut out for you because the governor should be doing better than 25% in Montgomery County. Uh he should be doing a lot better. Okay, so if you want to help folks down ballot, you want to help, you know, it's a three-way county executive race where we think we might have a chance. There's Ed Amatetti and other guys who are in, in races that may be competitive. We want to get one Republican elected in Montgomery County. you got to boost this bottom line number. Republicans got to come out, come out and vote in Montgomery County. Okay, so let's go on. Western Maryland, governor blows the doors off. Eastern Shore blows the doors off. No surprise there. The governor's spending an enormous amount of time this weekend. We'll talk more about that in a second, in the next break, actually. On the Eastern Shore, uh, they love him down there. 
Uh, this includes, of course, Calvert and St. Mary's as well they've included in this. And in the western Maryland, they go as far as, as Carroll County and Frederick County, which are arguably a little more swing suburban counties than far western Maryland. But this is huge. Those are huge numbers. So the governor can run up huge margins in western Maryland, which includes Frederick and Carroll counties, pretty populous. The entire eastern shore, including Calvert and St. Mary's counties, um, is doing huge numbers in uh, the Baltimore County, Baltimore County, and Anne Arundel County, um, and really the big three aren't that big for Vangelis. So this is kind of interesting. This is an interesting dynamic that's going on here. Uh, right direction, wrong direction. This is important too. This goes along with the the um, the favorability. Now again. One of the things that the Democrats always say is that the governor is popular because he's likable. People like him. He takes lots of pictures with dogs. You know, they feel sorry for him because it's personal. It has nothing to do with his policies. So you wouldn't expect there to be that much of a correlation between right track, wrong track. Right track, wrong track would be something that would, uh, that would ask about where you think the state's going. This is a policy-oriented question. Do you think the state's going in the right direction? This isn't a personal thing to who's running the state or who's which party's in control. This is whether people are optimistic about the future or not. Overwhelmingly, right track, 66% for men, 60% for women, uh, over 50%, almost 70% there. Uh, Democrats, over 57%. Now, again, this is, this is important. 57% of Democrats think that the state's going in the right direction with Larry Hogan as governor. This is this is really critical. Again, same number for unaffiliated voters. Very high for Republicans. The wrong track number for Republicans, very, very low. So Republicans who think we're going on the wrong track in the state, uh, that 11% is all on Facebook. And you are a definite minority. So just, just be aware of that. These are good numbers. For people who are worried about the governor's base, there's a lot of good news in here. Okay. Um, and this is a turnaround, by the way, from what we saw in 2014. This is, this is, this, these numbers were basically reversed when Anthony Brown was running, which is why Governor Hogan was able to have the success that he had. He's turned these numbers around. So what this shows is that the, the electorate not only likes Larry Hogan personally, but they like the direction the state's going in. Well, that's policy. That's not just, that's just not because he's a nice guy. And he is a nice guy. All right, there's a question here about the uh, Brett Kavanaugh thing. We'll talk more about that in the next segment. The Jealous Campaign is trying to make some hay with that. The reality is that's not an issue that is that really resonates outside of the core Democratic base, which is interesting that Ben Jealous is trying to make it an issue. He's still playing base politics. He's not expanded from the base he was trying to appeal to to win to the, the, the primary. That's that's extremely problematic. Um, so you can go and see more details on that. Okay, so let's go through some of these data tables. I'm just going to scroll through. You can read them at uh, redmaryland.com, and we'll link to the entire, all the details. Just a couple more numbers that I want to get to that are important, and then, uh, then we'll uh, wrap it up. Because there are a couple things that the Gonzalez folks pointed out as part of this. And uh, that was the effect of trying to nationalize the gubernatorial election. In other words, 
talk about make the election some make the election for Maryland governor some sort of referendum on Donald Trump. This is something we've been talking about for two years. The Democrats in the state have been trying to do, and this is something Gonzalez polled. So here we go, and, and they've got some some detail here. So here we go. Seven percent of Hogan voters say they'd consider voting for jealous to protest Trump. Okay, that, that's an insignificant number. So Hogan's base, the people voting for Hogan, aren't going to be affected by the fact that they may or may not like Donald Trump. Okay, so Jealous isn't going to get a significant portion of Hogan voters by by making that appeal to Donald Trump. Okay, now this 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 this, by the way, includes uh, not just Republicans, but independents and Democrats that are voting for the governor as well. This is this is really significant. Okay. What this polling shows is that line of attack isn't going to work for people who are inclined to vote for Governor Hogan right now. Jealous isn't going to be successful. Okay, now, this is also significant. 63% of Democrats not voting for Ben Jealous say they won't consider doing so simply to show disapproval of Trump. This is the key. These are the voters that the governor is peeling away from the Maryland Democratic Party from Ben Jealous's presumed base to vote for him, they 63% of them, the, the majority and then some of those voters, they wouldn't consider voting for Jealous just to protest Trump, okay? So the, what this means, what these two numbers mean is that if there was anything to be gained by Ben Jealous from going after Donald Trump, it's already baked into the numbers he has, He's not. There's no more hay to be made from Ben Jealous by going after Donald Trump or trying to conflate Donald Trump and and Governor Hogan. That's really significant, which means that the entire strategy that the Ben Jealous campaign ha- and the, and really the Maryland Democratic Party has used against Governor Hogan it's reached its ceiling, and it's not a very high ceiling. It's not going to be enough to help them win. They're going to have to go beyond that. They're going to have to appeal to folks on something else. And they and at the end of the day, they're going to have to drive up the governor's negatives. And they're going to have to do it on stuff about the governor. Not trying to say he's Donald Trump, not trying and they still do that by the way. If you follow these guys on Twitter everywhere else, that's still their their game plan. It's not working. It's not going to work. So we'll scroll down through some of this other stuff here um, and some of the cross tabs. You can see all that. What's interesting also, I want to make a couple notes. Um, the the Jealous Campaign internal poll, they had a, had a smaller sample than Gonzalez does here. And we don't know the, the full methodology, the, the breakdown of the sample by party, so on and so forth, the, the turnout assumptions. We talked about this before on Monday of what the Jealous campaign is doing. We do know now what the Gonzalez uh, methodology was, and it was, um, it was, it was pretty significant. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was a much better, broader sample. Now, presumably, the Jealous folks in their, and when I say sample, for those of you who don't understand this, when you do a poll, you take a percentage, you take a group of people, and you call them and you ask them questions. And what you try to do is you try to make the sample representative of what you think the electorate's going to be in November. So these are, and by the way, these are assumptions. 
you can try to make them um, scientific, but they're really assumptions that are being made. Okay, so you assume that X percent is going to be Democrats, Y percent is going to be Republicans, Z percent is going to be independent voters. If you if those assumptions are accurate to what actually turns out on election day, your poll is going to be more accurate. If they're not, your poll is not going to be accurate. So the the accuracy of polls really comes down to how well you guess and it and it's an educated guess at best. How well you predict turnout on election day. So. Uh, if the jealous campaign's internal polls are based on their assumptions of what turnout's going to be, those those uh, predictions are probably rosier than what the Gonzalez people did, and they're still losing by nine points. So that that's something very very interesting uh, you need to keep track of. All right, folks, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the bad news. I mean, uh, Ben Jealous is not only losing in the polls, he's losing Democrats who really should be supporting him. Uh, pretty amazing to see. Hard to imagine. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Red Maryland Radio here on the Red Maryland Network. You're invited to the first Red Maryland Leadership Conference on Saturday, January 26, 2019 at the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis. Join conservatives from across the state to discuss the future of conservatism in Maryland and to develop strong, principled conservative leaders for the future. This will be an affordable all-day event featuring speakers from across the country discussing politics, ideas, and how to build a conservative majority in Maryland. Sponsorship opportunities are available. To secure your seat for this conference, visit redmarylandconference.com and purchase your ticket today. You can help Red Maryland grow our reach when you visit redmaryland.com and click on the Amazon link and shop as normal. A portion of your purchase will come back to Red Maryland to help us grow. Additionally, you can buy Red Maryland t-shirts, drinkware, and other gear from our Zazzle store at zazzle.com slash redmaryland. We want to hear from you. Email us at any time at redmaryland at gmail.com. You can also leave audio feedback on our Red Maryland Talkback line at 410-205-4875. We might use your feedback on our programming. You are listening to Maryland's most trusted conservative voice, the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to follow Red Maryland on all of the major social networking sites. You can follow us at Red Maryland on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Snapchat, and Tumblr to get the latest from Red Maryland. And be sure to follow the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Celebrating five years as Maryland's only network that matters, you're listening to the Red Maryland Network. Uh, you know. Oh, shit. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Mm-hmm. you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's, it's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Well, we have voices. We talk about the issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we could do a podcast, and it would be a million times better than whatever that drivel was we were listening to. Without a doubt.
here on Red Maryland Radio, special edition of Red Maryland Radio. I'm your host, Greg Klein. Brian Griffiths, once again vacationing, and, and by God, he deserves it. I mean, some people get seven weeks of vacation a year, ten weeks. I don't even know. Some people continue to slay the dragon for you because I care. And I know I'm looking this way, and the camera's over here. I'll try to stop doing that. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, our different... Different presentation than the, the Facebook Live. We're working on it. We're I know we're behind the curve on video. For some reason, people want it. We're trying to make it better. Love to get your feedback. All right, let's take let's take my mug off here and let's get back to what we were talking about. Bed Jealous has been having some bad weeks here. Okay, we talked about the Gonzalez poll not doing real well. Bad news. So what's happening? The, the, are the Democrats rallying around him and supporting him and backing him up and? No, just the opposite. They tend to be abandoning him in uh, rather large, um, rather large numbers. Governor Hogan's had over 50 former and current office holding Democrats who've endorsed his campaign so far, uh, ranging everything from, you know, sitting state senators to former speakers of the House of Delegates to elected officials at, at municipal levels in every part of the state. Kind of a big deal kind of a big deal but it doesn't just stop with with the elected officials it doesn't just stop with people like state senator jim mathias democrat from the eastern shore saying that he's not gonna he doesn't know ben jealous that well and he just took a picture with him it it goes beyond you know montgomery by the way montgomery county where ben jealous is doing the best the county executive there won't endorse the guy think about that think about how toxic this guy is that that ike leggett still won't still won't uh, be supporting him. And that's the county he's doing the best in. It's liberal commentators and liberal bloggers as well. And part of the problem is that Ben Jealous is not from Maryland. He doesn't get Maryland. We talked about this on Monday with the state Supreme Court thing. That'll that'll filter in. The establishment here doesn't like him. He's not one of them, obviously. He led this coup of the of the Maryland Democratic establishment. Um, a lot of them aren't very happy and they're not supporting him. Okay, Uh, Mike Miller's kind of lukewarm, says, oh, yeah, I endorse him, but uh, he's not doing a whole lot to to stop him. In fact, as we'll hear a little bit further, some of, you know, Mike Miller's lieutenants have been going a lot further than that. But it's it's left wing commentators. It's it's the it's the it's the folks who should be out there as, you know, doing what we do at Red Maryland on our side of things, on their side of things, folks, we've gone toe to toe against in you know, defending Governor Hogan in the past, they're actually piling on Ben Jealous and and doing it pretty darn effectively. Let me give you the first example here. This is from our friends over at Seven State. Now, these guys are progressive bloggers from Montgomery County all the way. Okay, here's the article, and and you can you can read along if you've got a uh, if you're listening. I'm going to share it with you. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can read along here. The title of the article by our friend David Lublin. National insider Ben Jealous on the outside in Maryland. Ben Jealous is the latest in a long line of national political figures with little to no experience running for office who try to parachute into Maryland politics and find the landing rocky. Now, what's fascinating about this is this is spot on. David nails this. He's so right. 
Republicans often tried this strategy in the past due to the dearth of local talent. Barbara McCoskey easily dispatched Linda Chavez to win her Senate seat in 1986. Paul Sarbanes defeated Alan Keyes with little trouble in 1988. And McCoskey trounced Keyes in 1992. More recently, Democrat Kathleen Kennedy Townsend lost to Bob Ehrlich. While Townsend had developed Maryland roots, her strong links to the Kennedys undermined perception of her as a local. Moreover, her only successful previous run for office was as lieutenant governor on Paris Glendening's ticket. Now, she had more roots, therefore, in elected office in Maryland than Ben Jealous is. Look, Democrat, look, I'm a nativist Maryland, Marylander, okay? I care about this stuff. We talk about it all the time. Some people get really annoyed and offended by it. We, I saw some Twitter pushback against some of the stuff we were saying. You know, we're a state full of immigrants and people born elsewhere. How dare you attack Ben Jealous for this stuff? A lot of Democrats feel the same way. Uh, Maryland's a, a special place. It's a unique place. There are a lot of Democrats who feel the same way about the state. And and for understandable reasons, they've controlled and built the state government by, to a large extent. And they're not real happy about some guy coming in from California and um, trying, to t- trying to upset the apple cart. And it's not just it's not just the Mike Millers of the world. It's a it's rank and file voters, too. Though many Marylanders hail from elsewhere, especially in the D.C. area, Maryland identity remains strong. Candidates perceived as having stronger national than local ties don't do well. The relatively unknown jealous smartly likes to tout his Maryland roots. His bio page on his campaign site states that he is, quote, has lived in Maryland throughout his career as a civil rights leader and businessman, end quote. It, unfortunately, it's a four. This is where Lublin tears into Jealous. Unfortunately, it's a four Pinocchio. Jealous only began voting here in 2012. He was touted as a candidate for mayor of Oakland, California, not Maryland, in 2008, and voted in California in 2006 and 2008. Even when Jealous headed the Baltimore-based NAACP, he lived in D.C where he voted from 2000 to 2004 and in 2010 to 2011. That, that is scathing. That is, rip, that, is, that is David Lublin, as progressive as the day is long, saying the same thing that we've been saying at Red Maryland. This guy is not from here. He doesn't get, he, get Maryland, and that's a problem. His running mate, Susie Turnbull, has been active in Maryland much longer, including as head of the Maryland Democratic Party. Like Jealous, she's not run previously for local office. Instead, she was vice chair of the DNC and worked for members of Congress. It didn't help when Jealous began his campaign by talking about removing Larry Hogan from, quote, the White House, end quote. And Turnbull spoke about when she moved to, quote, Washington and met Maryland. Jealous's primary campaign had far, far more backing from national than local Democratic officials. He touted endorsements for Senators Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, and Kamala Harris, L.A. Mayor Eric Garchetti, and New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. Meanwhile, he did not tout a single endorsement by a local official during the primary on the endorsement page of his website. Jealous's primary campaign benefited heavily from an independent expenditure by one percenter Californians. Wow. I mean, David Lublin is really ripping into this guy. You know, it's one thing when Larry Hogan says, here's a guy from California, a bunch of Californians want to buy our election. It's one thing when we say it here at Red Maryland. This guy's on the same side as Ben Jealous. This guy probably agrees with a lot of the Jealous platform, okay? But he's ripping him apart and basically undermining him as being 
a legitimate candidate ab initio because of his lack of understanding of what Maryland's really all about. As a Democratic nominee, Jealous has, now has the backing of most elected Democrats, though many expect him to lose. Though many expect him to lose. Okay? <laughs> now, look, we at Red Maryland have been in some cycles where we knew guys weren't going to do that well. I don't think we've ever written in August that we expected one of our guys to lose in November. I don't think we've ever written that. We may have thought it. It may have been true. But I don't think we've ever written it for David Loveland to write that that many expect many on the Democratic side expect jealous to lose. That's extraordinary. And are not heavily invested in his campaign. Now, that is the important point. Now is the time when Ben Jealous needs to be raising money. And that's where all this stuff is really hurting him. And where his disconnect from the Maryland Democratic Party is going to hurt him, where that establishment disconnect is going to hurt him. OK, I don't know if there's there's. Um, those billionaires in California are going to be able to give them enough money to be competitive with Larry Hogan. It's not going to come from the DGA because he doesn't have those connections either. And he doesn't have the connections with the Maryland, the big Maryland donors, a lot of whom are giving money to Governor Hogan, probably with the blessing, if not the encouragement of Mike Miller. That's not insignificant, folks. That's huge. And here you have David Lublin kind of acknowledging some of that going on. Let's keep going. Uh, Jealous's tendencies during the primary campaign to make Sanders-like attacks on the Annapolis Democratic establishment, yet simultaneously take credit for so much of their work, understandably graded and hasn't been forgotten. <laughs> okay, the establishment elected officials hate this guy, hate this guy. OK, he's out running about how he, how he got rid of the death penalty, how he got gay marriage. And a lot of these delegates and Senator Rich Maddalino was probably the most vocal in the primary talking about this. They're all looking around saying, I don't remember him being in the legislature ever. And yet he's taking credit for having done all these things. They're butthurt about it. And it matters. Comptroller Peter Francho and Montgomery County Executive Ike Leggett have not endorsed him. Francho never will. Leggett probably won't. We'll see. The jealous folks say, oh, any day now. Jealous has felt lots of love from national political establishment from ultra progressives. Not so much from Maryland officials or Maryland general elections voters. That is that is telling, folks. When David Lublin writes that, um, Literally writing off Ben Jealous. When when the seventh state is saying our our candidate's going to lose, most of us think he's going to lose. That's that's huge. That's huge. And Jealous is out of touch. He's out of touch with people in his own party. And if this if nothing if nothing else happens from this election, this ought to be the one thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my camera back here so you can see me say this into the camera. I never want to hear ever ever again from any of you people that Democrats always support each other. They never eat their own. They always come together after the primary. They don't. They aren't. They haven't for a long time. It's not going to happen again anytime soon. The Maryland Democratic Party is in full-blown civil war, and they are rapidly feasting. The long knives are out for Ben Jealous. Full stop. Still don't believe me. Well, let's go to our old friend, the vile Barry Raskovar. Now, this is a 
This guy is a left-wing commentator. We've gone toe-to-toe with this guy for years. He is he is the old man shaking his fist at the clouds. Um, but even he has gone full in uh, against jealous. Now a lot of the a lot of this also keep in mind these commentators. These are rats getting off the sinking ship. Okay, these are guys who want to preserve their credibility and want to say, "Oh yeah, I saw it coming for for a long time." Ben Jealous is in a lot of trouble when you start seeing this stuff. Okay, now here's what he writes. Um, title of the article: Democratic debacle in Maryland? Question. I don't know why he needs the question mark. The point of his article is to answer the question affirmatively. Yes, so I don't know why he puts a question mark in there. And again, you can read along if you're watching this. You can I'll read it for you if you're listening to it on a podcast. While the rest of the country may be on the brink of a democratic wave that alters Washington's political equilibrium, Maryland could be headed in the opposite direction. A democratic wipeout in the governor's race echoing across several key suburbs. What's driving all of this is gubernatorial nominee Ben Jealous's effort to remake Maryland's Democratic Party as part of Senator Bernie Sanders' Our Revolution political movement full-blown civil war it ain't over okay winning the primary is not winning the war the democratic establishment is going to get its revenge by making sure ben jealous loses i'm telling you i'm telling you let me read on this defies the common wisdom that in general elections party nominees must veer toward the center because that's where the undecided votes lie Yes, a candidate with a more extreme ideology can win in crowded primary field, as Jealous did in June. But in one-on-one general elections, extreme political views usually become a detriment. Now, let me stop here, because this is Barry Raskovar showing his age, okay? Uh, That common wisdom has been obsolete for some time, and here's why. The old idea that you run, you know, if you're a Democrat, you run to the left in the primary, run to the center in the general, opposite if you're a Republican— That's gone. And I'll tell you why it's gone. It's gone because of the Internet. It's gone because of everything you've ever said is recorded on video and put on the Internet forever. So you can't tack back and forth. You have to be who you are. Message discipline from day one of a campaign is a highly prized uh, uh, value and virtue in a candidate. The president being an obvious exception to that rule. But. He he is he he does get an asterisk beside his name. But in in this case, Ben Jealous can't tack to the center. He is who he is. He's too much on the record with his um, with his plans. And we'll talk about some of those uh, some more here in a little while. I mean, the Democrats have known since before the primary that if he gets the nominee, they're in a lot of trouble. They knew that his plans were pie in the sky. In fact, The Washington Post wrote exactly that. And as you'll see, Barry Raskovar wrote that as well. You know, there's a reason why the Washington Post basically went all in for uh, Rusher and Baker well before the primary. The editorial board of the Washington Post did not want Ben Jealous to win. And believe me, they will not endorse Ben Jealous. I'm going to say it right now. The Washington Post will endorse Larry Hogan. That's where we're headed. They endorsed Bob Ehrlich, so there's some precedent for it. The Baltimore Sun, on the other hand, wanted Ben Jealous and they're going to endorse Ben Jealous. And uh, <laughs> I think even they are going to do it in probably more of a backhanded way than they prefer. But again, these, these are people that if you want to win 
the Democratic, as a Democrat, if you want to win in Maryland, these are the people who should be supporting you. They should be natural allies. And somehow Ben Jealous has alienated them. Okay, so let's go back to this article. This seems to be happening to Jealous. To date, his general election campaign has exposed his lack of prior campaign experience. It's amateur hour. I mean, Raskovar is right here. It is amateur hour. How else do you explain the complete lack of media advertising by Jealous while groups supporting Republican Governor Larry Hogan blanket TV stations with harsh anti-Jealous ads? Well, lack of money would be one way I'd explain it, Barry. How else do you explain Jealous' self-inflicted wound and stubbing at the annual Maryland Association of Counties shindig in Ocean City, leaving the entire field to Hogan? He's got a good point. Governor's down at Mako. He's he's making hay all day long. He's talking to every local official, Republican and Democrat throughout the state. He has his cabinet down there for a full meeting, working the room. Every elected official in this state is acting like the guy's already starting a second term, and he's acting like it too. And believe me, these are the movers and shakers in politics locally. And uh, the, the fact that uh, Ben Jealous is nowhere to be seen is not making those connections, is not, is not presenting himself as a potential governor. He, he's done nothing to look gubernatorial. I think you'd have a hard time imagining this guy as governor of the state of Maryland, which is something you could never have said of, of O'Malley or Glenn Denning or Schaefer or anybody else. It, it's, it's stunning. It's really just unimaginable. Okay, how else do you explain Jealous's short fuse with a reporter using a crude F-word when asked if he considers himself a socialist? Amateur. Jealous has set a dangerous precedent for himself, helping to form an early negative image in the public mind. That, that will be tough to erase. You, you darn tootin' it will be. That's half the point. Want proof? Look at Patrick Gonzalez's new poll on the Jealous... Uh, Hogan matchup is what we talked about in the first break. Not only does Hogan come out in the poll with an impressive 16-point lead, really unbelievable 16-point lead. Bob Ehrlich never had a 16-point lead in any poll ever when he was governor or running for governor. Okay, Larry Hogan never had a 16, never had a lead really in any poll when he ran in 2014. For a Republican in August running for governor have a 16-point lead is unprecedented. Ellen Sauerbrey never had a 16-point lead, okay? It, it's, it's beyond unprecedented, especially in a year where everybody's talking about a Democratic blue wave. The fact that a Republican governor, can't, gubernatorial candidate in Maryland has a 16-point lead is just, it's mind-boggling. Gonzalez was diplomatic when he con- when he concluded Jell's quote will need to work out a way to infuse some pizzazz into his campaign to give himself at least a modicum of momentum. <laughs> the governor's not going to let him up. The governor's got him on the mat. He's got his foot on his throat. He is not going to let him up. Jealous is polling a mere 27 percent in pivotal Baltimore County and just 44 percent in Baltimore City. Such extreme weakness at the top of the ticket could doom down ballot Democrats like County Executive nominee Johnny O, Councilwoman Kathy Bevins, and State Senator Kathy, Kathy Klasmeyer. Another reason why the governor's not going to let up. This is going to help down ballot, especially that drive for five in the state Senate. His dismal polling in Anne Arundel County, 33%, could cost Democrats ballot, ballot races for county council in several key state Senate races. Two of the drive for five are right here in Anne Arundel County, 32 and 30. 
30, we're in pretty good shape. 32, we're going to need some help. And this is where governor doing very well is he's the, the governor will have uh will have coattails at that level he will definitely have coattails republicans could wind up with near control of baltimore county firmer control of anne arundel county and enough state senators in annapolis to uphold hogan's vetoes and by the way that changes everything the, the field becomes totally different if governor hogan can have his veto sustained the this becomes a purpler state right there. Okay, it really does. The governor has let things go and gone along with stuff because he knew he wouldn't be able to sustain his vetoes. In a second term, he would. Now, there's a lot in the second term. I'm not, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves there, but that is huge. It's huge for redistricting. If you want to guarantee a better redistricting than what we had now, not only do you need Governor Hogan, you need those five state Senate seat pickups. And that's why the governor will not let up, because he knows that more than anybody. At this early stage, Jealous seems to be way over his head. He issues a press release somehow equating far-right Supreme Court nominations by President Trump with a re-elected Hogan, a moderate Republican, naming extreme ideological jurists to Maryland's equivalent court. That doesn't compute. It also would help if Jealous knew the correct name of the state's highest court. We talked about this on Monday, but there's more to add to it, and, and I, I want to do this here with Raskovar, because... He gets into it here a little bit. His non-appearance at Mako at the Mako conference is a major misstep. Hogan will hi- will hog the spotlight. Is will has been doing it great. He alone will meet and confer with local leaders to ease their concerns about issues where state agencies can help. Plus, the governor will spend lots of time politicking on the beach and boardwalk, reaching tens of thousands of potential voters. The governor was on WGMD uh, yesterday, Thursday morning, with our friend Mike Bradley. He talked about his schedule for the next two days or over the weekend. In the Eastern Shore, it was insane. He's got 20 stops. This guy will, this guy, <laughs> nobody's going to out-hustle the governor, man. He is, he is, he is working so hard. Um, it's amazing. He wants, he wants every vote. I'll tell you that right now. Governor Hogan wants every single vote. Uh, Jealous won't be anywhere. So he'll miss out a chance to educate himself about local county government problems so that he can draft his own issue responses in the campaign. He won't have a chance to grab media attention by speaking to this important group or show his grasp of local issues that are troubling the counties in Baltimore City. He won't have a chance to put the rest uh, to, to put the rest the constant GOP advertising broadsides that his views are too extreme for Maryland. And he loses the opportunity to walk Ocean City's boardwalk and do some meet and greet retail politicking in the midst of a couple hundred thousand middle class vacationers. Who's running his campaign anyway? Mickey Mouse? The good news for Jealous is that serious campaigning doesn't commence till Maryland's weather cools. Okay, that again, Barry, that used to be true. Okay, lots going to happen then, but a lot's going to be set before we ever get to that point. And the governor's going to be loaded for bear then too. But clearly Hogan has a big lead, no matter how Jealous tries to spin it otherwise. And in a two-to-one Democratic state like Maryland, that is terrible news. Jealous appears to have created a Herculean task for himself. So far, he's not shown the signs. That he's up to the task. Now, I'm going to go back to this thing about the, the Court of Appeals. Bobby Zirkin, who is a senior Democratic state senator, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, came out and excoriated in the Daily Record, and it got picked up in other newspapers, Ben Jealous for trying to politicize appointments to the state's highest court. If you'll remember, uh, the Jealous campaign put out a tweet 
saying that the next governor is going to pick five to seven members of the state's Supreme Court. Of course, we don't have a Supreme Court. Our highest court in the state is the Maryland Court of Appeals. So he got a lot of ribbing for that. But for the substance of it, Senator Zirkin came out and excoriated. He went after the nominee of his party on the substance of his tweet, saying that that judicial nominations have never been politicized here in Maryland. That's true. And that for him to try to conflate what's going on in Washington and what's going on in Annapolis was wrong and dangerous. Okay. You've got one of the leading state senators on the Democratic side calling the Democratic nominee dangerous. When when Governor Hogan does it, he gets called a racist. What's Bobby Zirkin when he does it? At the very least, he's one of the establishment that, that thinks Jealous is going to lose and uh, <laughs> is going to make sure that those, those nominations uh, don't become that contentious. By the way, I, I defy any of you to name for me the two people that the governor, Governor Hogan, has appointed to the Court of Appeals. Uh, it does make a difference. It actually is a big issue. That's one of the reasons why we need Governor Hogan, because it will absolutely make a difference. And But it has been something that has been, in the past, not terribly controversial. And we've had, even with Democratic governors, we've had some fairly conservative jurists uh, on the Maryland's highest court. Um, even, you know, Judge Bell and, and others that have been on the court for a long time were pretty conservative by legal standards, certainly within Maryland. So it's it's very possible that with Bobby Zirkin and Mike Miller and Larry Hogan, you're going to get some really good, relatively conservative jurists on our state's highest court. What are you going to get with Ben Jealous? If Ben Jealous wants to make it political, what kind of judges do you think he's going to put on there? Good question. Good question. And I hope in a debate, I hope they do get some debates and the governor can ask him to name the judges on the Court of Appeals. Because I guarantee you he couldn't do it. Guarantee you he couldn't do it. Excuse me. All right. I, I, and I also want to mention this this Raskovar thing because I, I did pull this. This is from October of last year where Raskovar was he, – he's been dinging Jealous for a long time. But one of the things he talked about was this was Jealous's uh, – this is the college tuition program. Okay, we've talked about the health care plan. We've mentioned the free college stuff. But even back in October of last year, um, Raskovar was calling that pie-in-the-sky emotional rhetoric, which brings cheers from it, falls quickly to the earth, and a thud when closely examined. Okay, this is what was was being said in Democratic circles. You saw something similar in the Washington Post October of last year. Okay, what's going on with Jealous was fully predictable. Absolutely predictable. So it's not a surprise. All right. Um, we're going to take another break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Love, again, to get your feedback on all this stuff. RedMaryland at gmail.com. At RedMaryland on Twitter. RedMaryland.com. On RedMaryland.com. Facebook.com. Slash RedMaryland for your comments on Facebook as well. It's been a week. I've had a bit of a week. I don't get all the vacations Brian does. We'll be right back. You can help Red Maryland grow our reach when you visit RedMaryland.com and click on the Amazon link and shop as normal. A portion of your purchase will come back to Red Maryland to help us grow. 
Additionally, you can buy Red Maryland t-shirts, drinkware, and other gear from our Zazzle store at zazzle.com slash redmaryland. We want to hear from you. Email us at any time at redmaryland at gmail.com. You can also leave audio feedback on our Red Maryland talkback line at 410-205-4875. We might use your feedback on our programming. You are listening to Maryland's most trusted conservative voice, the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to follow Red Maryland on all of the major social networking sites. You can follow us at Red Maryland on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Snapchat, and Tumblr to get the latest from Red Maryland. And be sure to follow the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Celebrating five years as Maryland's only network that matters, you're listening to the Red Maryland Network. You're invited to the first Red Maryland Leadership Conference on Saturday, January 26, 2019 at the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis. Join conservatives from across the state to discuss the future of conservatism in Maryland and to develop strong, principled conservative leaders for the future. This will be an affordable all-day event featuring speakers from across the country discussing politics, ideas, and how to build a conservative majority in Maryland. Sponsorship opportunities are available. To secure your seat for this conference, visit redmarylandconference.com and purchase your ticket today. All right, we're back on Red Maryland. Sorry, I was getting into that. To do L.A. Guns. I'll play some more of that at the end of the show. Good stuff. By the way, hated to see the end of 97 Underground. If you're a hard rock fan like I am, that was a great internet station. You don't care. But it was sad to see they're going off the air. Phil Parenti agrees with me. Anyway, thanks for listening. Love to get your feedback. Our next Red Maryland Radio will be next Friday when Brian finally gets tan, rested, and ready and come back and actually do a show. It'll be next Friday night, so you'll have one week uh, before you hear Red Maryland Radio here again. I assume Brian won't be doing an air raid this Sunday. Maybe he'll find time from, you know, uh, sunning himself at the lake to do one. Who knows? doesn't really matter because we've got it all covered here at Red Maryland. Everything you need to know, redmaryland.com. We ask you to share all the stuff you see here how you can uh, help us at Red Maryland. Appreciate your help. Spread our stuff with our street team. Uh, get a copy of our flyers. Subscribe. Get all of our content here at Red Maryland. We want you to to, to get all that uh, on iTunes. iTunes. Uh, you can check us out there. we got a link at redmaryland.com. Spreaker, Stitcher, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Store, wherever you are, uh, you can check out Maryland. Uh, Red Maryland programming, blogtalkradio.com slash Red Maryland, and just share it with your friends. Let people know that you're listening to this. Go on your friend's phone and just subscribe. It don't cost nothing. And then they'll download. That helps. And if you do that, uh, give us a five-star rating. Leave us a little review. That helps increase the profile as well. Uh, if you want to advertise, we've got a great link here to advertise. We've got a great new advertiser we're hoping to bring on next week. Stay tuned. We're very, very excited. You're going to like them as well. Stay tuned for that. Of course, Amazon, uh, go to our homepage 
click on the Amazon link, and then you can do all your shopping on Amazon like you normally would. Just start at redmaryland.com, click on the Amazon link. We get a little bit of that. doesn't cost you any extra. helps us out tremendously. Uh, Zazzle.com, you're going to want to check that out. We've got a lot of new great products at our Zazzle store, zazzle.com slash redmaryland. And, uh, you know, our big new seller it's by special request that we brought up here. <laughs> Oh, man. I love technology. Have I ever mentioned that? Because I do. Um, you know, the Save Our Flag shirt from last year. Roads are for Cars. That's one of my sentimental favorites. Um, so many great ones. And, of course, the brand new uh, Ben Jealous for Governor Are You Effing Kidding Me shirt. You're going to want to check that out as well. Uh, they're all at Zazzle.com slash Red Maryland Hats, Mugs. Here's our Ben Jealous shirt. If you're watching on the video, uh, you want you want to look at that, right? There you go. That's what you want. That's what you want. We have it all sizes, all styles. That's what you want. Okay? Ben Jealous for Governor, are you effing kidding me? You want to check that out. All right. Um, we appreciate your uh, support. We'd love to get your feedback. Let me take, take us up here and show you how you can do that. We'll keep scrolling back here um, as well. Uh, you can donate directly, paypal.me slash redmaryland. Help us out so I can get my mouth fixed. Cash.me slash dollar sign redmaryland. You can help us out with that. Instead of a hashtag, it's a cash tag. We appreciate that. We've gotten some great support through that, by the way. We appreciate people doing that. You see the advertising we have to do here. <laughs> uh, just to make ends meet, our friends at Liberty Alliance. Okay, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Google+, and Tumblr. Okay, you can send us an email through redmaryland.com or at redmaryland at gmail.com. We appreciate you, you, you doing that. All right? With that, let me say have a great, wonderful weekend. If you're going on vacation next week or the following week or listening to this sometime, enjoy. The summer is winding down. Uh, it'll be over It'll be over before you know it, folks. And uh, with that, I'm going to leave you with the L.A. Guns. It's a great song. Really just love this song. Um, brand new, L.A. Guns. Uh, and they, they, they'll mute it on Facebook. So we'll put it up on YouTube and see if you can hear it. If you're listening on podcast, then you don't know. But uh, this is L.A. Guns Speed. Folks, hang in there. We will get there.